Hello friends, hello fam, hello everyone. It's your boy Dante and we are here today <laughs> for another episode of our world-class podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you all and I'll be your host today. And um, basically today we'll be talking about contraception and I'll tell you why. Um, uh, we're talking about contraception basically because I read a recent um World Health Organization report on the contraceptive knowledge rate in in Nigeria and it was quite sad Um, the World Health Organization said our contraceptive knowledge rate was just basically 18% let me put this into perspective this contraceptive knowledge rate was carried out on women between the ages of 15 and 44 years and what WHO is trying to say is that currently in Nigeria, out of 100 women between the ages of 15 and 44, only 18% of them knew about contraception. Only 18% knew about contraception. They didn't disclose, they said the numbers that actually use contraception, you know, the numbers are fewer. And this is quite disturbing because um we are all aware we are still reeling off the, the 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 economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic and um, there's been a lot of pressure on all sides mental pressure financial pressure and um a lot of us are having sex yes ah a lot of sex sex is a very good stress relief and a lot of us are having it Unfortunately, not enough of us are equipped financially, mentally, physically to, to um, you know, sustain uh, the, the responsibilities that come with the aftermath of sex. Of course, one responsibility is pregnancy. Not everybody is able to take care of babies right now. But unfortunately, people want to eat their cake and have it. And so what's the outcome? People resort to abortions. Now, in Africa generally, or Nigeria, more or less, where there are abortion laws, you know, and people now resort to handling abortions at home or in unsafe environments, using unsafe equipment. And then what you have are post-abortal complications, like incomplete abortions, bleedings where people could even literally get so sick and they have to be admitted in the hospital you know for blood transfusion infections and even death and um, even those who, who tend to escape this these painful complications may end up with secondary infertility difficulty achieving pregnancy later and so this is why we must stress the need about contraception this is why we must talk about it. We can never talk about contraception enough. And so today, I just want to take you all on the benefits and types of contraception. You know, uh, I know many of us, when asked about contraception, will probably want to talk about condoms and Pusino 2. This is like Pusino 2. Someone said Pusino 2 is the second most popular drug in Nigeria after alcohol. <laughs> and so condoms, Pusino 2. I think I'll, I'll probably put flagil in that list, like 
most abused drugs, but still not too fragile. But basically, there are other types of contraception that are even much more safer, much more beneficial to you, especially um, for someone who is having sex regularly, you know, and then for someone who doesn't want to get pregnant. Now, I must put a disclaimer here that contraceptions do not necessarily protect you against sexually transmitted infection. And so, of course, you must remember your basic ABCs of sex. Abstinence, be faithful, and use a condom. Yes. Um, before I, I, I go into the types of contraception, I just want to, to bust some bubbles about um, abortion. Um, someone asked me, um, how about um, ampiclocks be charm? You know, um, if I have unprotected sex um, and I'm afraid I may get pregnant, can I take ampiclocks be charm? Oh, ampiclocks be charm is actually an antibiotic um, from um, the brand be charm. Uh, some people claim that ampiclocks helps prevent pregnancy. Some even go as far as saying it's helps abort pregnancy these claims are unfounded like there is no scientific evidence that these claims should be sustained there is no scientific evidence that ampiclocks will help prevent pregnancy or abort pregnancy also the claims about chelsea gene a dry gene uh, people say if you're pregnant you take chelsea gene you have an abortion there is it's, these are quite unfounded claims also schweppes you know schweppes is an interesting product it's a soft drink that contains quinine i'm sure most of us know about it the truth is that yes indeed quinine is an abortifacient um, it's, it's it's an abortifacient quinine can induce an abortion at high doses but the doses of quinine in Schweppes, in a bottle of Schweppes, are, are too low. They are not, um, they are negligible doses. These doses are even suboptimal for treating malaria. Although they, they, they will help in um, the benefits um, of treating malaria, but they are too low and cannot induce abortion. So unless you want to drink a full crate of Schweppes, <laughs> well, that's fine. So anyway, that's a joke. So I'll divide contraception into two broad types we have the non-hormonal and the hormonal now each class that i've divided this into have their strengths have their weaknesses have their efficacies and um, um, they all have their different likelihoods of getting pregnant that's what we call failure rate so um, let's start with the most popular ones we know Non-hormonal contraceptives simply means um, contraceptives that do not contain hormones. Oh, someone is asking, uh, what's a contraceptive? I'm so sorry. Contraceptive is just, it just means something that prevents pregnancy. Contra is, it, it just means, contra means against. And deception means pregnancy. So contraceptive or contraception against pregnancy. So Quintessentially, we're talking about products that help prevent pregnancy in this context of sex. And so we have the, the non-hormonal products like um, our barrier methods. Ah, the condom comes, the male condom takes number one here. 
we're all aware about condoms. I mean, I remember a time in Nigeria where it was a literal stigma to go buy condoms. You know, you have to brace yourself up when you enter into the pharmacy <laughs> to buy condoms, where you have people buying different drugs and then you're waiting in line and you're hoping to be last so that everybody buys what they're buying and leaves. And uh, 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 and then when, when you're the last person, you can just politely tell the, the attending pharmacist, please, I want a pack of condoms. And you codedly remove the pack. <laughs> Come on, it happened to many of us, you know. And then the day um, some of us started feeling so bold, I would just walk into the pharmacy and in front of everybody, just be like, give me three packs of condoms. And everybody's looking at you like you're also gangster. No? <laughs> <laughs> this is like our travail you can imagine we've we've suffered though <laughs> anyways the talk is about condoms and oh condoms are not the only barrier methods there is also the female condom it's called a diaphragm that's the one that a woman inserts through her vagina and it stays over her cervix and so when a man ejaculates into her the sperm does not enter into the cervix you know for a woman to get pregnant, when a man ejaculates into the vagina, the sperm has to swim, you know, through the fluid, the seminal fluid, into the cervix, you understand, and find their way up there. And it's quite a complex process, but we're not going into that. So the the basis for a diaphragm is that the diaphragm just stands at the gate of the cervix and prevents anything from entering. And um, and so Condoms and diaphragms and um, contraceptive sponges. These are the, um, the barrier methods. Now, the beautiful thing about barrier methods, especially male condoms, is that barrier methods also confer the ability to, to, to protect you against pregnancy. Um, um, protect you against sexually transmitted infection. Condoms are quite effective in protecting against most sexually transmitted infections and if used properly are very 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 helpful um but of course in terms of pregnancy failure rates the failure rate is low i mean a condom can bust a condom can leak and then depending on how the condom is worn the sperm can egress you know from the tip of the condom into you know the 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 opening, the main opening of the condom where through where the penis enters in. And so sperm can trickle down, especially when during sex, maybe the guy ejaculates into the condom and then instead of pulling out the condom, decides to wear the condom and, you know, keeps pleasuring himself. So the semen, the seminal fluid liquefies, you know, of course it will liquefy. It's a normal process. Condom does not stay um, semen does not stay thick it has to liquefy so that the, the, the sperm can flow easily so the semen will liquefy and begin to trickle back you know since there is no passageway you know at the tip of the condom they begin to tri- trickle back through the entry point of the condom and so you can actually have a woman getting pregnant and so they are not entirely reliable but of course their benefit basically is protecting against sexually transmitted infection to the most part most part of most stis you know can be prevented by using a condom appropriately but man how many niger people they use condom no lie no lie no lie 
how many africans use condom many of us like raw sex you hear stories ah it's not sweet joe it's not sweet it's not sweet see their mouth like sweet it's not sweet condom penis with condom is not sweet how many nigerians actually use condom there are very few forget it there are very few you know or you belong to <laughs> you belong to those class of people you have a friend that that you know that comes with you and the first night you use condom yeah you use condom very well then the next morning you suddenly develop this aura of trust and you decide to go in without the condom ah we've caught you now we've caught you now <laughs> so condoms are not very effective in preventing pregnancy and this is where hormonal contraceptives come into play oh of course uh, before we go into the hormonal contraceptives, I want to talk about one popular contraceptive called the IUCD. IUCD means intrauterine contraceptive device. It's a special tiny device, you know, that is usually inserted through the vagina, through the cervix to go into the womb where it stays. The IUCD helps prevent pregnancy. It's a very, very good product. Like, I have a friend who has been on IUCD for five years. Like, it is so effective, but it is not 100% effective, of course. But for her case, you know, I, I, I see her case as a peculiar case. Her IUCD is so effective, she doesn't get pregnant. Literally doesn't get pregnant. She's been having unprotected sexual intercourse for over three years. Like, like and she's a very, very, very sexually active person unprotected sexual intercourse for years and she's not getting pregnant that's how effective the iucd is and the iucd doesn't give her any problems she doesn't even remember it is there as a matter of fact she has to set reminders you know to go for her periodic change i think she just got to change her iucd um, towards the end of last year and it's amazing iucd is actually amazing for a lot of people but for some other people iucd may not be so good for instance, um, women who have problems with a lot of uterine fibroids um, um, that distort the womb, um, especially those fibroids that grow on the, the, the mucosal surface of the uterus, it can distort the cavity of the uterus and make IUCD not very effective. Other women have other problems with IUCD, like um, some people after insertion complain of pain. You know, I've also seen cases where after insertion, um, the man is complaining that his penis is feeling the tread, the IUCD tread that is sticking out, you know. Of course, it's, a tread has to stick out so that when it's to be removed, it can be easily removed. And so many other complaints like that. Some people also complain of heavy bleeding. Ah, they insert IUCD and then they begin to have so much bleeding that they have to go for removal. And so these are the issues. And um, of course, um, women who have suffered um, pelvic inflammatory disease before IUCDs are not advice, um, advisable to use. And um, then the failure rate too. The failure rate, IUCDs are not 100% effective. And so the best thing to do is to go to the hospital, discuss with your doctor or the midwife in the fertility clinic to know the type of contraceptive that is good for you. IUCDs 
many women still prefer IUCDs because it doesn't contain hormones and so it doesn't interfere with a lot of um, the normal hormonal mechanisms in the body. Um, so, but the best thing is to always know what's best for you. And so, from IUCD now we transcend to the hormonal contraceptives. Now, they are called hormonal contraceptives because they either contain special hormones, special products that mimic the body's hormones, you know, in preventing pregnancy, or they could induce the body's hormones, you understand, to function at a way in which pregnancy can be avoided. So, basically for our um, hormonal products, the first one I'd like to talk about is the combined oral contraceptive pill. Ah, it's strange that many women don't know about the combined oral contraceptive pill. It's so effective. Like, the benefits, apart from contraception, is profound. Like, for instance, there are a lot of women that have problems with irregular cycles. Their cycles are so irregular. Oh, they are seeing their period on the 15th of this month and next month the period is coming on the 27th. Subsequent month is coming on the 1st of a new month, you know. It is so irregular. You have... Imagine being in a conference. You're expecting your period in two weeks' time and your period just shows up, you know. So these are the issues that some women have. Uh, the irregularity of their periods. And because of this irregularity... It causes a lot of problems for them, anxiety problems. Imagine you wearing pads, even when why? Because you're not you're, you're you're so conscious and afraid. Excuse me, afraid of um, when your period will just show up. And this is where combined oral contraceptives come into play. They help to regularize your period. They are so wonderful. You know, combined oral contraceptives can regularize your period. They can help make it stable also they have other benefits um they can help um with with, with, with women having fibroids um they can help shrink fibroids to an extent they can also help with women having pain painful menstruation what we call dysmenorrhea they can also help in women with endometriosis endometriosis is a different kind of illness where you have um small small pockets of the womb in different layers that's you know in the womb um, it is the outer layer that sheds off as your menses now that outer layer that mucosal layer in endometriosis is found in different areas other than the womb and it can be a very debilitating illness very painful so contracept- contraceptives actually help the, the combined oral contraceptives actually help in the treatment of endometriosis and um, also uh, other benefits too. Now, the drawback of combined oral contraceptives is the adherence. Most of them come in, like the most popular ones are the ones that come um, as a 21-day pill. And so you have to take a pill every day for 21 days. And then you have to take a break at the end of 21 days to allow your period flow out, you know. That's to complete 28 days and then you start in a new cycle again. 
and so that's the drawback many women are not very compliant with taking the pills every day and um, the thing is um, if you're not very regular with taking the pills every day it can affect the chances of its efficacy and if you skip multiple pills you may even get pregnant while being on on um, those pills so this is the drawback but for people who are judicious with taking pills it is very 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 effective it's a very wonderful product to use um, the combined oral contraceptive pills okay so we've been talking about this for uh, over 20 minutes i don't want this to be boring so we're going to take a break on this episode here and we're going to have a part two where we'll talk about other hormonal contraceptives so please um, invite your friends invite your loved ones and and let's talk more about contraceptions at the end of the day we'll also be treating male and um, questions on contraception um, you can always um, send your questions to our email samuel.rankingudo at gmail.com that is s-a-m-u-e-l for samuel then dot r-a-n-k-i-n then u-d-o so that's samuel.rankingudo at gmail.com you could send your questions or you could look at the 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 platforms where our podcast is being shared and then send your questions send your comments and then we'll talk about this thing subsequently all right fam so i'll see you at the next recording the next part of the podcast have a wonderful time fam